It's Catholic, y'all. It's Catholic, y'all. It's Catholic, y'all. Welcome to It's Catholic, y'all, a podcast series from the Catholic Diocese of Savannah. The Diocese of Savannah covers 90 counties in South Georgia, whose total population is less than 3% Catholic. Stories of life, love, and faith across cultures, traditions, and geography. It's Catholic, y'all. Many people may be familiar with the name Bishop O'Hara. Ordained a bishop in 1929 at the age of 34, he was the youngest bishop in the world at that time, and in 1935 was appointed as Bishop of the Diocese of Savannah, a duty he would fulfill until 1959. But few people today may be familiar with Camp O'Hara. This camp, established in the late 30s and early 40s, to serve African-American Boy Scouts in the Savannah area during a time of segregation, remained in operation until the early 70s. This camp is something Bishop O'Hara spent considerable effort and arguably great personal risk in starting. We're joined today by Dr. Peter Mastopoulos, a professor at Savannah State University who has been researching this incredibly interesting but not widely remembered piece of history. Thanks for joining us today. I'm pleased to be here. Glad to share this uh, time with you. Just to kind of get started, how did you become involved with Camp O'Hara? I come at it from several uh, several different perspectives. Uh, first, um, I teach American history at uh, Savannah State University, have an interest in local history, um, have uh, an interest in um, uh, youth movements that were formed during the Progressive Era, uh, these 18 late 1880s through about 1920, and Boy Scouts of America is, is, is one of them. And um, this gave me, and, well, and um, I'm affiliated with the, uh, with the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout and serve, um, serve on the local uh, executive board for the Boy Scout Council. For people who might not be aware, what really was Camp O'Hara? Camp O'Hara, um, was a Boy Scout camp that was uh, purchased for and used by black Boy Scouts at that time, uh, referred to as Negro Scouts, uh, during uh, segregation uh, in Savannah. Kind of to get back to the namesake, Bishop O'Hare, who is the Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of Savannah, how did he become involved in this? That's a that's an excellent question, and uh, and I've had to make some um, some in, uh, interpretations uh, after reading about Bishop O'Hara and learning about his background. And I have to start by saying that um, when the Pope uh, elevated him from priest to bishop, he was the youngest bishop in the world at that time. So um, when he came to Savannah. In 1936, he was uh, uh, in his early 40s, very early 40s, and um, he was somewhat uh, visionary, somewhat uh, progressive, and I believe it's fair to say somewhat ahead of his time. And he um, he established one one of one focal point of his of his uh, of his ministry here in Savannah was service to youth, and um, he was here during the period that followed the followed the Great Depression, uh, when money was scarce, um, opportunities for youth were were limited, 
and uh, he wanted to provide opportunities for youth, and he saw a need uh, within the, the Catholic diocese, a need for programs for uh, youth, but especially for black youth uh, who he believed were, were grossly underserved. What would become Camp O'Hara, I understand, wasn't his first attempt to serve African-American Boy Scouts. How did all this start off? That's fascinating. Uh, shortly after he, he arrived in, in, in Savannah, within a couple of years, because of his interest in, in, in youth programming and um, because of um, his recognition of the, um, of the need for service to, to, the, um, to, to black youth uh, within the diocese, he and um, another bishop from Chicago, Bishop uh, uh, Scheel, uh, who was at that time director of the um, uh, Catholic Youth Organization's office on a national level. Uh, uh, later on, some local dioceses uh, established their own version of that office, but uh, Bishop Scheel was, was head of the National Youth Organization's uh, office, and our National Catholic Youth Organization's office. And rather than create new programs, the Catholic Church partnered with organizations that uh, they believed uh, had common interests, uh, common values. And at that, at that time, um, the YMCA was one of those organizations, and the um, uh, Boy Scouts was one of those organizations. And uh, so working with Bishop Shiel out of Chicago, uh, Bishop O'Hara and um, some other um, gentlemen locally began prospecting for some property for a scout camp uh, for uh, black Boy Scouts. And uh, they found a piece of property and actually purchased the piece of property, um, a, a, small, a small number of acres on uh, Whitmarsh Island uh, that is uh, just off of um, U.S. Highway 80 as, as you would head toward uh, Tybee Island. And um, so there was a lot of enthusiasm about the acquisition of this property, except that enthusiasm um, did not, uh, uh, the enthusiasm of Bishop O'Hara and, and, and those with whom he worked um, did not transcend uh, to the Whitmarsh Island community. Uh, at that time, Whitmarsh Island was a primarily white community. We're talking about um, the 1930s. Uh, we're talking about when segregation was the norm in, um, in, 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 in this area. And um, the um, members of the Whitmarsh Island community um, sent Bishop O'Hara uh, a, ra a collection of rather uh, scathing letters uh, about uh, uh, their their I guess, their displeasure. I guess that, that 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 that's the that's the best word. Maybe an understatement, but uh, their their great displeasure at establishing a a, a scout camp for uh, black boys in in that white neighborhood. How did Bishop O'Hare respond to that? He was a passionate man. And um, he was not hesitant to share his thoughts, uh, honestly, uh, uh, diplomatically, uh, 
but at the same time, at same time, directly. Uh, and um, he responded to those letters, and uh, there's a description of the letters that uh, that he wrote back to some of the individuals, and um, the letters were described as as terse, uh, uh, direct and to the point. And his message to them was that um, as the bishop of the diocese of Savannah, um, or at that time actually uh, the bishop of the diocese of Savannah, Atlanta. Uh, um, he said that uh, he was responsible for his entire flock, which included black youth, not just white youth, and, uh, and, and he would not be uh, persuaded any, any differently. However, the, um, because of the, um, the displeasure of the community um, and potential uh, relationship issues, uh, Bishop O'Hara and Bishop Scheel uh, prospected again for, and others involved, prospected for a, a different piece of property. In their second attempt to begin a camp, what did they come across? How did that, how did that transpire? They, 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 wanted, they wanted the camp to be in, or in Savannah or as close to Savannah as possible because in the 1930s, uh, you know, today we don't we don't think of of a uh, hundred miles as a long distance because of um, the transport the quality of transportation we have today. But in the 1930s, um, uh, transporting youth and 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 um, took a little more uh, it took more resources, um, financial resources. Um, it just wasn't as convenient as, as it is today. So they looked for a place in, in the Savannah vicinity, and um, they found a piece of property. It, it, had a, uh, it was on the Little Ogeechee River, or it, the piece of property is on the L Little Ogeechee River. And today it would be, um, I would describe it as at the vicinity of the, um, the Ogeechee Road slash U.S. Highway 17 South and Highway 204. Abercorn Street uh, intersection. Um, you can't see it at all from um, Highway 204, but from uh, U.S. Highway 17 South, um, you can see a few of the buildings uh, that still exist on, on the property, but you really have to go onto, onto the, um, the point. Uh, it's not really a, an island, more of a point. Uh, to, to, to see the see the facility close up. In those first couple of years, between about uh, 1942 to say 1944, how did the camp begin? Kind of what was uh, its first years in operation? The camp opened in 1942, and um, and boys began uh, attending that camp uh, very very summer. Um, uh, black boys, uh, black boy scouts. Uh, rather, and um, the leadership was um, was an all-black leadership, and at during this period, of the late '30s, uh, the Boy Scouts of, of America was was trying to move forward um, in their service to uh, uh, to black black boys, black black youth, and. Um, Savannah was fortunate to get uh, a position um, for uh, a slot position for a black 
a scout executive, uh, an employee. And uh, this, this executive, nearly his sole mission uh, was um, uh, to work with the um, uh, black churches and to establish um, black, more black Boy Scout programs and opportunities. So this, this gentleman um, provided the executive leadership. The leadership at the camp was, was volunteer. Um, and um, it, one thing that is important to note, and I, and I think I have to say that this speaks highly of, 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 of Bishop O'Hara, um, he didn't, the donation um, agreement stated specifically that it was to be a, a scout camp for uh, uh, Negro scouts. Um, but he never specified that they had to be Catholic scouts. So um, actually a, a prudent move on his part, and somebody might say, well, why would he invest money into a facility that would be for use, for use, for, for use by uh, people outside of the diocese, I mean, um, you know, people who weren't a member of the diocese of Savannah. And uh, perhaps an opportunity there, um, it, it's been said uh, for, for many years that sometimes uh, affiliation with the Boy Scouts of America, especially if it's sponsored by a religious uh, organization, uh, boys find, uh, develop a relationship with a, a church or, or a religion through through the Boy Scouts if they didn't have one when they came in. So perhaps uh, um, um, in a way, and I don't want to, I don't want to overstate this, but in a way maybe a ministry, an outreach uh, on the part of Bishop O'Hara. What was it like for these young boys growing up in the segregated South to have a camp like this, to have access to resources that they wouldn't be afforded to otherwise? I had the opportunity to, to interview several gentlemen who are now in their in their golden years and um, and asked them questions about um, about their time at um, at Camp O'Hara and um, they were they were thrilled by this uh, by this camp uh, why because prior to prior to Camp O'Hara opening um, they had to find their own places to camp uh, just a simple field somebody had a, uh, a piece of a piece of property just an open field they camped there there was no opportunity for them to attend a week-long traditional boy scout summer camp that would uh, occur during the summers uh, when the boys were out of school and provide an opportunity for the boys to earn badges and and uh, and learn and learn skills when when you're Camping on an empty field, field there's not an opportunity to learn uh, swimming or maybe uh, uh, different uh, other outdoor skills that 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 a, that a camp with facilities would 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 afford a boy. How long was the camp in operation? The the camp the camp opened in 1942. And here in Savannah, and I have to speak only 
to Savannah because it, this, the, the, the dates are different around the country. Um, the Boy Scout camping program was still segregated through the late 1960s. Black boys and white boys, black troops and white troops, and they were separate. Um, there were all white troops and there were all black troops, and they just didn't camp together here, here in this area. And so we don't have an official record that indicates the last year of operation of Camp O'Hara, but we know um, that as early as 1971, we, have, we do have uh, an official record that in 1971, the black troops began attending the formerly white Boy Scout camp. So, you know, could, it have, could the last year at Camp uh, O'Hara have been 69, 70, 68? We're, we're not completely sure, and that's, that's part of my ongoing research. Uh, I still have a, a list uh, of unanswered questions. Uh, we've uncovered more um, on, this, on, on this subject than, than anyone has in the past, but there's still a lot more to learn. There's still a lot, uh, a lot more to learn, and, uh, and so this research is, is ongoing. It, it, it is not, uh, it has not concluded. What do you think the legacy of Camp O'Hara is to the Savannah community and to scouting as a whole? Excellent question. Um, number one, uh, part of the reason that this is of interest to me is because I don't know that Bishop O'Hara was given the credit for, uh, or is given credit for uh, the establishment of this camp. Uh, the camp was dedicated uh, to Bishop, hence the name obviously, Bishop Bain Camp O'Hara was dedicated to him in, um, in 1942. And um, it, Bishop O'Hara also, as a side note, um, somebody might say, well, what was he doing for other youth? Uh, it was Bishop O'Hara who established uh, uh, Camp Villa Marie here in, in Savannah on the uh, Isle of Hope, which is still in, uh, in, use, to, in use today. So um, the other piece that I, I believe uh, uh, needs to be credited to Bishop O'Hara is his willingness willingness to take take a risk. And what do I mean by that? The 1930s, 1940s, Savannah, the South, uh, like I said, segregation was 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 the the standard, I guess, of the day. And um Bishop O'Hara took a risk when he began to focus on the needs of the black youth. Um, as, as I mentioned, you know, he encountered the resistance at Whitmarsh Island, but it's also noteworthy that the camp property was purchased with private funds. Di diocesan funds were not used to purchase that piece of property, which is roughly 35 acres of land. And 
the, the record that we have uh, uh, and is confirmed by several additional sources is, 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 is this. Or the, the statement that's consistent is that Bishop O'Hara, in cooperation with Bishop Scheel out of Chicago, personally donated the property. Now, <clears throat> did they solicit donations from private individuals for that purpose? That's part of the ongoing research. We want to know. Um, but it's important to know that they did not use diocesan money for this, and maybe for, for good reason at that time, be, because of the situation with segregation and, 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 and opposition to spending diocesan money on a on a camp for, for black black boys. And it was the same with the, I have to say also, it was the same for the Whitmarsh Island tract, which was privately donated, uh, but then sold. So I can make an assumption, and that's all it is, that some of that money was, was then used, you know, to purchase the Camp O'Hara property. Uh, again, the details of the the property transactions um, are are, some, are are something that we want to continue to to investigate and learn more um, learn more about. Um, Bishop O'Hara did make the proper the Camp O'Hara property an outright donation to the um, the the local Boy Scout Council. He 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 signed it over. There there, there were three or four member, uh, there was a three or four member board of trustees, but he, uh, uh, but he signed the property over as a, as a gift to the uh, Boy Scout Council of Savannah for the exclusive use of, of uh, black scouts. Where does your research go from here and how can people help you with it? First, um, I, need to, I, I need to get into the property records with the uh, the county property records and, and 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 investigate more about how many acres precisely the the piece of property was because there's some dispute and when I say dispute I mean one source says 32 one says 35 um, there's another source that says later on someone donated an adjacent piece of property to bring it up to 50 when we have conflicting information. Uh, like that, that uh, and the sources are are comparable in terms of credibility. That leaves a question mark. So we, we'd like to get into the uh, like to we want to get into the property records and answer some of those questions. Uh, that would tell us the exact year that um, that the that the property was um, sold after it no longer was used as a Boy Scout camp. But we know a, about when, but knowing about when and exactly when are not the, not the same thing. Um, the, the most valuable piece that, um, that, that we would like to tap into um, a resource is any member um, of the Catholic community in Savannah or who may live elsewhere but was a member of the uh, uh, 
Savannah Catholic community um, who obviously would have been uh, an African-American who attended the camp as a, um, as a boy. And uh, I, I'd like to uh, interview them and, and, in, and, in, and enlarge the project so that it's not only historical documentation, but there also, there's also part oral history and, uh, and, and, make, and make the story of, 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 of which I call the story of, of, of Camp O'Hara and uh, 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 Boy Scouts and our Bishop O'Hara, uh, Boy Scouts and, and blacks in Savannah and, um, and, and hear personal accounts of, um, of what these scouts uh, uh, learned from their time at Camp O'Hara, how, um, how they uh, enjoyed their experience. And so, the, you know, the camp was open 30, 30-ish, you know, close to 30 years. So I, I have interviewed um, a few gentlemen who, like I mentioned, are in their golden years, and, uh, and they attended Camp O'Hara and, and had the fondest of memories to share. Um, but those gentlemen were not members of one of the um, the Catholic Scout troops, and, um, and and so their their story is no less important. But I would I would like to find some of the Catholic youth or adults now maybe seniors uh, today who attended and uh, maybe in addition to attending the camp as a as a as a young scout maybe they have recollections of encountering or um, memories of of Bishop O'Hara himself. And um, so to me, that would be an opportunity to make the story really, really come alive. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been my pleasure. And um, what I would, what I would uh, like to uh, promote is, 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 is interest in this, in, in this uh, story. And if there are any uh, members of the Catholic Church here in Savannah or um, former members of the uh, Catholic community in Savannah who have since moved away uh, and uh, attended this Boy Scout Camp O'Hara, I would uh, so much appreciate the opportunity to um, interview them and learn their story um, to enrich the information that we already have and, and really bring it to life and to, and, and to show how significant uh, Bishop O'Hara's contribution to this community was at that time. If you or someone you know attended Camp O'Hara and would like to share your story, you can reach Dr. Mastopoulos by email at pmastopoulos at att.net. That's P-M-A. S-T-O-P-O-U-L-O-S at att.net. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. Until next time, remember, it's Catholic, y'all.